the developing clash. What will be the fruits of Obama's presidency? Welcome to the November 6th edition of the Bible in the News. This is David Billington. Mr. Obama is now president-elect of the United States, elected on a platform of change. The words from his now famous speech were, Yes, we can to justice and equality. Yes, we can to opportunity and prosperity. Yes, we can heal this nation. Yes, we can repair this world. A cry of liberty, equality, and fraternity. The cry of the French Revolution. A false promise and a false hope. Jeremiah 10, verse 23. O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. No, you can't. Proverbs 16, verse 25. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. No, you can't. Isaiah 32, verse 17. And the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. You can't repair this world without righteousness. You can't give the flesh liberty. For as the Lord Jesus Christ said, For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things, all these evil things, come from within and defile the man. Mark seven twenty one to 23 True liberty can only come in the Lord Jesus Christ by putting to death the flesh. There cannot be equality, for it says of Christ in Ephesians 1, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head of the apostles in the Gospel of Luke, that he may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel, of Israel in First Chronicles, and what one nation in the earth is like thy people Israel, whom God went to redeem to be his own people, to make thee a name of greatness and terribleness. And again in Deuteronomy, And the Lord shall make thee the head, and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. There is oneness in Christ, but not equality. However, the world knows nothing of this. Outside of Christ, there is no true brotherhood. The nations will unite, mankind will unite against Yahweh and against his anointed, Jesus says in the Apocalypse, And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils, working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief." These unclean spirits or teachings are the philosophies of man that were born in the French Revolution, liberty, equality, and fraternity. But it is a false promise and a false hope, just like Pharaoh's false promise of liberty, to let the people go when he was subjected to the plague of frogs. What was the result? No liberty, heaps of dead frogs, and the land stank. 
This may just be the result of Obama's great election victory a few years down the road. We want change. The victory of Obama will most likely mean that the United States will be more socialist and European in its outlook and foreign policy over the next few years. Obama's platform is much more in line with Catholic social doctrine. European leaders are pleased that Obama has won. In the time ahead, there will most likely be heavy pressure on Israel to make more concessions to the Palestinians and give up the West Bank and Jerusalem. This will be more intense even than it was under the Bush administration. It may be pointed out that President-elect Barack Obama's new chief of staff is Jewish, but it, is, but it must also be remembered that he chirographed the Rabin Arafat handshake at the White House and was active in the Oslo negotiations. These are events that have done major damage to Israel. On the Jerusalem Post website on October 31st, there was an article reporting that the EU was urging Israel to curb what they termed settler violence. The EU statement was strongly worded, claiming that the settlers perpetrated acts of violence and brutality against Palestinian civilians. The, re the reality is these so-called acts are virtually non-existent. In fact, two recent attacks performed by masked men and conveniently filmed and then blamed on Jewish settlers, the perpetrators have never been proved to be settlers or even Jewish. There are many far-left provocators, such as those from the International Solidarity Movement, that infiltrate into the West Bank and cause trouble, and it could easily have been some of those. The interesting point to note, however, is the EU's strong stance against the settler movement. This is particularly interesting when we recall the Catholic Church's very dim view of religious Zionism, the core beliefs that drive the settler movement. A Jewish religious Zionist movement in possession of Jerusalem and the biblical heartland of Judah is far too much of a challenge to the Catholic claim that their church is the kingdom of God on earth, Israel. The Israeli government is stepping up pressure on the settler movement. No doubt this is a consequence of EU pressure. Many of the acts amount to religious persecution. These include unnecessary police violence, humiliating women, and jail time without proper trials on trumped-up charges. A building named Peace House, bought by Jews in Hebron, is now under threat for forced evacuation. The settlement of Migron, occupied by over 40 families, is under threat also. It seems there could be a coming clash in the land of Israel. Meanwhile, this week, Reuters reported, Catholics, Muslims opened landmark talks at the Vatican. The article began, Senior Vatican and Islamic scholars launched their first Catholic-Muslim forum on Tuesday to improve relations between the world's largest faiths by discussing what unites and divides them. What unites the Vatican and the Muslims is a hate of Israel, and in particular, particular the religious Zionists. It was a very cordial atmosphere, one delegate said. With all this stacked against the religious Zionists in Judea and Samaria, it is hard to see how they can survive. The incoming U.S. administration, the EU, the Catholic Church, the Muslim world, even their own government is against them. In human terms, it is impossible. 
yet there is an unseen hand working behind the scenes that will surprise the nations. We do not know the exact course of events. Will the West be too cash-strapped to bankroll the Palestinian state? Will some other event force their hand? It is difficult to see how there can be peace and safety in Israel as required by Ezekiel 38, with Israel still holding on to the West Bank. Yet there are so many passages that show that they will. For instance, Joel chapter 3. For behold, in those days and in that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. Zechariah 14 verse 2 states that half the city of Jerusalem will go into captivity, which means that half won't, and indicates that Israel will have the whole city. To begin with, to top this week off, we note, as reported in the Jerusalem Post, that Russia has announced it plans to deploy missiles near NATO member Poland in response to U.S. missile defense plans. The current world scene is in a state of flux. We will continue to watch events as they unfold, and of course the upcoming Israeli election. We do see a brotherhood of wickedness developing as the nations join hands against Yahweh and his anointed. Join us next week, God willing, for more Bible in the News, www.bibleinthenews.com. Music